0: People can have a wide area that they're comfortable managing, the whole metropolitan area, or ask them, where would you not invest? Because if they will say, oh, we'll just manage anything anywhere, then that means they're also willing to not guide you properly into investing in areas that are bad.
1: Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Moves' online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how SmartMove can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with SmartMove's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with SmartMoves Income Insights report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over five million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion SmartMove, you'll get great reports Great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're gonna get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going.
2: Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm your host today, Theo Hicks, and today I will be speaking with Colin Dowith. Colin, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. How about yourself, Theo?
2: I am doing great, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Colin, he's a real estate investor, general contractor, and property manager. Currently owns over 70 doors, which he's acquired within the past 24 months. I'm looking forward to diving in how you're able to accomplish that. He's also a property manager, and he manages over 50 doors for other real estate investors. Based out of Kansas City, Missouri, you can say hi to him at his email address, Colin at atlas.rentals. So, Colin, before we dive into your background, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
0: Yeah, sure thing. So, I haven't been in the real estate game my entire life. I'm, I'm kind of new to it. I was actually an engineer by trade, did project management for construction companies, went to two years of engineering school, decided to kind of split ways with the corporate world, so started uh, acquiring rental properties. We started buying them. Because that was the goal, and I had some extra capital. That was kind of the initial seed for it going. We had saved up some capital, had a little bit of a life insurance money to get going there. And that really got us through the first oh, 12 months of acquisitions. But things for me really got interesting on the second 12 months, the last 12 months, I would say, because essentially we've been able to buy 30 to 40 doors with 100% OPM, which has really been huge in our growth as well as capital preservation. Along the way with my construction background, I started to want to provide my own GC services for rehabbing the rental properties. Couldn't find people that I could depend on. And then since we were already in the property management space, because I was having to manage all my own doors, we rolled that out as well. I got a property manager on board who's helping me out and we're servicing outside customers now as well. So that's kind of how we got to
2: where we are at. So let's kind of go one by one. So let's talk about the previous 12 months. To mention how you had that seed money from your life insurance fund to fund those first twelve months worth of deals. And then after that you were able to raise capital from other people to fund those projects. So first kind of walk us through who these people are, how you found them, and how you presented the opportunities to them to kind of convince them to to come on board and invest their capital.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the whole thing with any business, especially real estate is networking and how you know people, and then just hitting up your friends and family. And honestly, I had some Family members that had some capital sitting aside. So what I essentially offered them was a second lien position or personal guarantee, and we use their money for a down payment and/or a wholesale purchase of like just the whole purchase of the property, depending on how much the property was, and paid them essentially interest only. And we make extra principal payments on that interest only loan on a monthly basis. And a lot of times we use them for the down payment, which allowed us to leverage that even further. So made sure we had plenty of debt coverage on the monthly income that was coming in and then pay them on a monthly basis as well with the goal of at year five, doing a refinance that should then pay them off completely.
2: Do you mind walk us through how you are presenting these opportunities to them? Are you just calling them on the phone and saying, hey, I got this deal. Do you want in or <laughs> is there a more specific process?
0: A little bit. Of, essentially, it's people I'm close with, some parents, some other family members, some close family friends that we know have money that do some investments in other real estate that have some successful businesses that have some capital they are looking to deploy. And I'm just always talking about what I'm doing in the real estate space. And oh, hey, look at these pro formas I put together, look at this deal. And they started to see the success and the growth. And with that track record, I was then able to say, hey, let's go ahead and see if we can work something out. I was like, well, you know, we're looking to fund this next deal. Do you have any interest? We'll give you 8% interest only. And they're like, oh, 8%, that's pretty good. They start penciling the numbers. Like, okay, well, I mean, that's about what I'm getting in the stock market. So I might as well place it with you guys with a physical asset. And then they get their whole principal back in five years. Yeah, it's just talking to a lot of people. And, and I didn't really have to push a hard sell on them too much. We give them a personal guarantee. And they're pretty excited because people see the stock markets continuing to rise. But they're also a little apprehensive that it's going to pull back because there has been some major pullbacks. And they're like, man, I lost how many thousands, tens of thousands, or $100,000 over this last week. I'd rather just place it somewhere where I know I'm going to get
2: the 8%. Do you ever plan on expanding to, not strangers, but people outside of your current network, like maybe building a brand to attract other investors, or do you just kind of plan on sticking with the people that you already know just because they have enough capital to fund your deals?
0: I've entertained the idea of expanding. I haven't had to reach that far yet outside my network, to be honest with you. And I know that you still running into some Want to make sure you're not playing with the syndication rules or some of the legal rules, so I, I don't want to try to stray too far into that area without knowing all yeah. the rules that I play by over there. So don't really want to get in over my head in that department.
2: For those uh, thirty to forty doors, doesn't have to be an exact number, but approximately, how much capital have you raised for those deals total?
0: Probably about two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand. We had a couple big purchases of a number of properties, low class B, high class C properties that we needed to value add. So the price was right that we could get a, a good down payment going for it. And we're able to, okay, we need $80,000 for the down payment on this chunk of properties. And we're able to raise that here and 10,000 there and 30,000 there. So,
2: Okay. Let's move on to the, the second thing you talked about, which is being a general contractor. So did you start this general contracting business just because it was your background and you wanted to save some money or did you just have, have issues with the GCs you were using?
0: really just having a hard time finding people that I could depend on. There's there's kind of multiple reasons. A, finding having hard people that I could depend on, that was a challenge. Mm -hmm. Trying to pay people on a regular basis or have to upfront make these large payments sometimes wasn't always ideal. Also for the legal protection, if I've got a bunch of 1099 guys running around and we have multiple different LLCs set up to protect the different assets, if I have to pay each of them out of this different one, well, each of those is exposed to... A liability if somebody gets hurt so if I roll it into the GC and then I can have my work comp my general liability insurance through one company then I don't have to worry as much about my exposure if I'm hiring a guy to come in and, and lay some flooring just uh, some 1099 guy that I know from town or whatever but if I am the GC then I don't have to worry about that legal liability if I'm carrying the work comp on it
2: so instead of hiring a GC to find these subcontractors are you just find them yourself or are you actually going in there and doing the stuff yourself?
0: Uh, we've got a number of guys that work for us full time now.
2: Okay. And then is this something that you just do for your own deals or do you also provide the service to your property management clients?
0: Yeah, we also provided the property management clients. And I would say almost the GC kind of came for two reasons. One, I needed my own guys cause we had so much work. And then B was for the property management side of things. When we're working with our customers that are property management, Related, we can provide the maintenance service for them quickly because we have it all in house. We don't have to rely on a third party vendor. Additionally, which I think we might touch on here in a little bit, kind of the full service that we offer to some of the investors as well. It allows us to be a single point of contact for investors so they don't have to worry about coordinating work and everything from halfway across the country or even internationally.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. we'll transition into proper management. Just one more question Have you found that you've been able to? Either do more deals or offer a higher amount of money on deals just because you know that you are not going to be spending as much money as your competitors because of the fact that you're keeping all of this renovations in-house. So you, I'm assuming it's going to be less expensive to do these rehabs compared to someone else who has to, I guess, hire someone like you to do it yeah, for you. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We've got a couple of guys that are working out there for between 15 and $20 an hour, doing even some grunt labor at $12 an hour we can get that done a lot quicker and a lot cheaper than if we have to pay a GC that's going to bill everybody else out at a minimum $35 an hour. And then if I can get a guy that I can trust, that can do some of the stuff like plumbing and a hot water heater, and I can pay him $25 an hour for one of my skilled guys, then I'm really going to save a lot of money in the long term over a plumber that's going to come out and bill me $65 an hour.
2: Would you say that if someone has their own business like you, and they don't have a construction background, do you think that they could do what you're doing? Do you think they could be the GC and find out subcontractors or would you recommend they just find a GC and kind of just take those advantages, but also benefit from the fact that they're not gonna fail because they don't know necessarily what they're doing?
0: I would probably lean towards the second option of hiring somebody. My background in construction was purely commercial. So me getting into the residential side, was a large learning curve for me that I took a lot of licks trying to figure some of this stuff out on the estimating and stuff like that and hitting my head against the door with permits and everything with the cities and codes. I do have a knowledge of codes, which has helped me a fair amount, especially if we've had to do something structural related. Honestly, I would say it'd probably be safer bet for somebody just to build a relationship with a good GC that has all the insurance and can do all the permits and everything else like that that you need. It's been an interesting challenge. And then you don't have to worry about hiring and keeping employees happy as well.
2: So you mentioned insurance. What are some other things that you recommend investors look at when they're trying to find a GC? Because obviously, as you mentioned, you've had a hard time finding people to depend on, so which by your your own company. But if you're recommending that people, unless they have that background, specifically in residential, even if it's commercial, it's still going to be tough. If I need to go out and find a GC, besides making sure that they're insured, what else should I be looking for?
0: References. Get references from other people make sure that they are comfortable with the scope of work that you're asking them to do and that they're not overqualified sometimes for what you're asking them to do. Our focus is solely on long-term buy and hold rental properties. We've done some flips, but we really want to focus in on what we know best, which is rental properties. So if you've got a GC out there that's used to finishing high-end homes and they're going to come in and help you update your rental property, it's 750 bucks a month or 900 bucks a month the level of finish and the expense that you're going to incur with them is probably going to be way higher than you need to have for that property.
2: Yeah. I remember when I first got in real estate, I was convincing my now wife then this girlfriend to to buy a property. And she had three contractors come out to quote for duplex. And one of them was this higher end and he quoted triple what everyone else did. She's like, go, oh, yeah. we can do this. And she's kind of wanted to do it. it's like, take a step back. No, one's going to rent this. They're going to rent it, but you're not going to make that money back. So making sure that overqualified is good advice. So let's talk about your property management company. So, you're kind of telling me beforehand how you have a kind of like a, like a turnkey service for people who want to invest out of state. I personally have had, have had issues with property management companies in the past, and since this interview is not going to be airing for a long time, hopefully I'm out of the weeds at that point. I, I do have my properties under contract, but we're recording this. Hopefully, they're gone by that point. But what's some advice you have about making sure you find the right property management company for your specific? property you're buying or a specific deal or a specific investment strategy?
0: And make sure first that they're familiar with the area that you're going to be investing in. People can have a wide area that they're comfortable managing, the whole metropolitan area, or ask them, where would you not invest? Because if they will say, oh, we'll just manage anything anywhere, then that means they're also willing to not guide you properly into investing in areas that are bad. If you're trying to stay out of some low class C, class D neighborhoods that might have a rougher demographic. they're saying, yeah, we'll just go anywhere, and then they say, everywhere, we don't have any exclusions on where we invest, then I would be a little bit concerned there. I'd also make sure that they can be full service for you on what they offer. All these programs now, the property management softwares are getting so advanced and so web-based that you can get a really high level of service from the property managers get all the information that you need to get from them through these web-based applications and reports that they can run. So I'd say to make sure that they're up to date on how they're doing things.
2: And then what about on an ongoing basis, what are some of the things you recommend investors do to make sure that they're obviously I to ask them, are you familiar with this area? And they say, Oh yeah, of course. And then I ask them, we offer a full service. Like, Oh yeah, of course. How do I make sure that that's actually the case specifically on that latter part, which is that they're full service, that they're taking care of maintenance issues quickly that they're making sure they're filling vacancies? What are some things that I can do as an investor to make sure that they are actually doing what they say they were going to do?
0: I would ask for some of the properties that they have under management. Maybe go drive by and see, see a couple of those. I would ask what services they do provide. Are they coordinating the maintenance for you? Are they charging you for that? How often are they inspecting the units? What are some of the systems they have in place? How do they handle a maintenance call coming in? During the day? How do they handle a maintenance call coming in after hours? Who answers the phone after hours? Let's see some pictures of some of the properties that you do have listed right now. And then maybe say, hey, how long have these properties been on the market? What are your average days of vacancy from once somebody leaves? How long does it take you to get the unit turned over? And then how long is it on the market? All
2: right, Colin, what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: Oh, this was a tough one. I had to think about this one. Say it's probably you didn't lose or you can't make money over a deal you never had. You can't lose money on a deal you never had. If you're under contract to buy something and it falls through, you never made the money and you never lost the money.
2: Solid advice. All right. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor.
1: If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to TenantScreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. The Corporate Investor Podcast is geared towards successful corporate employees with high-income jobs looking to create a second stream of income. You'll hear from successful real estate investors on the show as they describe how they got started investing while working their full-time corporate job. Listen and subscribe at thecorporateinvestor.com. That's thecorporateinvestor.com.
2: All right, Colin, what is the best ever book you've recently read? There's two, Bible number one, that's a huge part of my life, and then number two,
0: Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand.
2: Hmm, Nice. Is that where the Atlas Rentals comes from?
0: Yes, and a lot of my LLCs that own my properties have names from different characters in the books
2: was the movie as good as the book no <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> but you got you to make it for the, the first 200 pages of the book before it gets good
2: <laughs> uh, if your business were to collapse today what would you do next
0: i would start sourcing money from other investors and i would probably start another service-based business like property management to get the uh, income rolling in without having to outlay a bunch of capital
2: what is the best ever deal you've ever done
0: I bought a set of dilapidated duplexes out in the country near a college town, near Warnsburg. Rehabbed them. I borrowed the down payment from somebody like you're talking about. Started the rehab process, did a refinance, repaid the down payment after I got the appraisal, which came back stellar. So now I own six duplexes for $0. Wow. Yeah.
2: What's the best ever way you'd like to give back?
0: I like to donate my time and energy to church here. I work with a lot of the youth here, through youth groups, Bible studies, that sort of thing, and then help out when you do community service projects.
2: And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you?
0: Probably either find me personally on Facebook or Atlas Property Management on Facebook or shoot me an email.
2: All right, Colin, well, solid information presented in this conversation. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. We hit on three major areas. One was using other people's money. And you just mentioned it's all about networking. And you, in particular, focus on friends and family. You said that specifically you you offer them interest only, I think it's an 8%. Because you have a personal guarantee. And then you also do some principal payments as well on top of that. I'm assuming depending on how the deal performs. Then the exit strategy is to do the refinance at year five to pay them back in full. And then you mentioned that you were able to rely on your track record to, to raise that capital. So you were always talking about real estate. You were telling them, hey, look at this deal I did. Look at this pro forma. And then eventually you said, hey, if I find a deal that can pay you 8%, would you be interested? So it's presenting it like that, asking that question. They say yes, then you can come back at a future date and present them with an actual deal. They've already said they're interested, so they're more likely to invest. And then you said that so far you've raised about $300,000 in capital. Let me transition to talking about your general contracting business and why you started your own. In particular, hard time finding people to depend on. So we kind of talked about some ways to, to make sure that you are finding someone you can depend on, like making sure they're insured, Make sure you get references, make sure that they're actually comfortable with the scope of work and make sure that they aren't actually overqualified for what you're doing. So don't find a luxury residential home builder to do your D-class renovation. And then we also talked about your property management business and some things that you want to look for when you're hiring a property management company to make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to do. So ask them for a list of properties that they currently have under management and drive by those properties maybe ask for a few of the properties that are vacant, ask them how long units are typically vacant, how long it takes to turn them around and how long it takes to actually lease them. Ask them the services they provide. Something that stood out was asking them how they handle maintenance. In particular, the difference between how they handle maintenance nine to five versus someone calling at one o'clock in the morning because their house is on fire or whatever. Yeah. And then finally, your best ever advice, which was very succinct, you can't lose money or make money on a deal you never had. And to me, that kind of means that you got to just go out there and just do it. You got to just mm-hmm. do a deal. You can't really fail if you're not doing anything, but you also can't make money for not doing anything either. So I think that's really solid advice. It's applicable to really all aspects of life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can get emotionally wrapped up in a deal that you lose, but at the end of the day, you didn't lose or gain anything, too.
2: Exactly. All right, Colin, I appreciate it. For best ever listeners who tuned in, I appreciate it as well. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much.
1: The Corporate Investor Podcast is geared towards successful corporate employees with high-income jobs looking to create a second stream of income. You'll hear from successful real estate investors on the show as they describe how they got started investing while working their full-time corporate job. Listen and subscribe at thecorporateinvestor.com. That's thecorporateinvestor.com.